All right, guys, can I ask you a question this morning? And I need you to be honest. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, but I want to just ask this question. Are, is there anybody out here this morning who, as of yet, has not put up your Christmas tree? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Were you planning on putting it up? or? Yeah. Okay, are you still planning on doing it? No? You're going to give up? Just say forget it? Okay. You can celebrate here around this tree? Okay. How about you? You guys going to put one up? So you're going to use their tree? Okay. Well, thank you, because uh, the dyes aren't the only ones, you know, in Economwalk who have uh, not got their tree up. And, uh, you know, it's okay, but what scares me about that is being that we're putting our Christmas tree up so late, it scares me how long Shauna's going to keep it up. Because she typically, she absolutely loves Christmas, and she absolutely loves decorating for Christmas, and she typically does it uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving. How many of you guys do that? Yeah, a bunch of you. And so she'll have it all decorated in the tree already, and she gets to enjoy it. And we're one of those weirdos, or my wife is, actually, that has the tree up to like the end of February. She just loves it. And so she's like, no, 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 don't take it down. And I'll find her sometimes just on the couch with coffee, just looking at the tree with the lights and, and soaking it up. And, and, you know, at the end of February, the tree <laughs> starts to get pretty disgusting. She likes real trees. And so, you know, the top is busted off. The star is falling off because it can't support the weight anymore. And half the decorations have been busted because the dog's tail has knocked them off and sent them flying. And, and it just looks like it's gone through the nuclear holocaust and it's just, it's horrible. And, and I will take it out and put it by the road. And I'm always so embarrassed for my neighbors because I'm like, oh man, these poor guys have to live next to us. And, and we'll put it by the road. And this is what it looks like. This isn't actually my tree, but this, this is what it looks like. It looks hideous. In fact, one year it was up so long, it was just, it was like this, it was just branches. My son would let his parakeets play on it. They'd be climbing up the tree and climbing all around and pooping on everything. And it was like, oh, this is crazy. But that's what it's like, and it's, you know, being that we're going we're gonna to hopefully get our tree today, which would be great in the cold and the snow and shaking it off and like, does this one look good? Um, but we're going to hopefully get it today. But what scares me is because we're getting up so late, Sean's not going to want this sucker to go down to like the end of April, you know? We're going to be eating Easter dinner around the tree. And, and it, when you wait that long, you guys know what this is, it's like the tree is like a bucket of gasoline. It is so flammable. And so I'm always scared to like even use my cell phone around it because like what if the spark, you know, ignites it. So be praying for us, for safety as we do that. But, uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago we started a series called Christmas Unwrapped. And uh, I just want to start out by thanking uh, Paul and uh, Josh Watson who preached uh, those last two weeks and they did a wonderful job and I really appreciate it. And, and the point of this whole series during this Christmas season was to really just to get us to Slow down and, and just, just kind of process a bit and look at what Christmas has become for so many of us. Uh, during this Christmas season, most, if not all of us, have traditions that are burnt into our DNA because we've been doing them for so long. In fact, some of these traditions are centuries old. Christmas trees, Santa, decorating, wrapping presents, Christmas cookies, Christmas feasts. I mean, you name it, we all participate in them. And, and while traditions can be good, and as Josh you know, showed us last week, some even have rich and godly history, they can often overshadow the very thing that we're here to celebrate. 
Sometimes Christmas is so wrapped up in so many activities and traditions that we don't see what is at the center of it. Because the truth is, when you do peel back all the layers, when you unwrap all the peripheral activities and traditions, what you will find, very simply, is a baby lying in a manger who happens to be the Son of God. God came to earth as one of us. So we just sang, Emmanuel, God with us. And that's what Christmas is all about. It's the arrival of the Son of God to this earth in human flesh. That's Christmas unwrapped. But it's easy for us to look over the immensity of that. I mean, that right there is absolutely huge, but so often it just flies right past us. It's so easy for us to just look at the baby Jesus in the manger and say, oh, that, you know, that's awesome. I'm so glad he came. Now, I've got to get back to baking cookies. I still have a few more people on my list to shop for. Uh, I still need to get my Christmas tree up. I mean, we're, we're too busy with our traditions to really pay attention and meditate on the immensity of what this season of celebration is really all about. And in doing so, guys, we fail to benefit from why it is we even have this yearly celebration in the first place. We can't do that. We can't do that. And so that's, that's why we're taking this time to just slow down. You know, in the Old Testament, God designed many yearly traditions and, and, and celebrations that stood for something. Like you guys know, the Passover meal happened every year. The Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Booths, the, the, the Harvest Feast. All these things were set into place every year that they celebrated. And, and it, was time, it was times that were put into place by God Himself to, to slow down and ponder why we're even celebrating this in the first place. Yearly celebrations were important. So if that's the case, guys, Christmas Day is important. Christmas season is important. It's vastly important. Not because of our traditions, but because why we celebrate it. God came to earth. And so this morning, I just want to briefly touch on a few points that we should pay attention to and meditate on this Christmas season to remember why it is we, we celebrate Christmas in the first place. And I think if we do that, it will help us to not only you know, allow the, to prevent the busyness from taking over and the traditions from crowding out what's important, but it allows us to slow down and go, wow, okay, this is Christmas. And so let's, let's do that this morning. Let's take some time to unwrap the wrappings of Christmas and truly see why it is we celebrate it. And by the way, I'm not going to be able to cover all of them. There is a myriad of reasons why we celebrate Christmas. I'm just going to touch on three. Three very, very simple ones. And the first one this morning I want to touch on is that we celebrate Christmas because Christmas represents an open invitation to everyone. Christmas represents an all-inclusive invitation it's not like when you were a kid and your buddy comes up to you and says dude isn't tommy's birthday gonna be awesome it's gonna be off the hook dude we're gonna go paintballing and then we're gonna go bowling and then we're gonna go to his home and play some games and she's gonna make you know this huge meal and then we're gonna play video games and and then we're gonna have a sleepover it's gonna be it's gonna rock man and you go wait what tommy's having a birthday and he's like yeah you were invited no oh uh, yeah his mom said you only, she could only invite 10 people, so you probably weren't one of the 10. 
Tom, you know, he is. He chose his ten. You weren't one of them. And, and you walk away going, wow, I'm a loser. I, I'm not part of the select few. I, I, I'm not part of the privileged few that gets invited. And, and somehow I, I think a lot of people think that about Jesus. They somehow think that they're not good enough for Jesus. That Jesus wouldn't want them in his group. That Jesus would pick everyone else but them because they're not good enough. They're not special enough. They're not holy enough. They're not righteous enough. And so they feel left out. But guys, listen to me. Nothing could be further from the truth because Jesus came into this world for everyone. That's the good news that everyone was being invited into the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son. When the angels showed up to the shepherds, they said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for what? All the people. No one is left out of this invitation. Actually, Jesus' invitation is for a select few. I'll tell you who that select few is. Look, at this is Jesus' words Himself. He goes, For I have not come to call the righteous, but who? Sinners. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I, I came to invite the sinners to come to me. All sinners are invited. So let me ask you a question. Are you a sinner? Then you're invited. Have you screwed up your life? Well, then you're invited. Have you made horrible mistakes? Then you're invited. Do you feel like you don't deserve anything because of the mess you've made of your life? Then guess what? You're invited. All sinners are invited. He came into this world as a baby with the intention to call all sinners to himself and to rescue them. And if you fit that category, and by the way, you do, then you are invited. And that was the good news for all people. We celebrate Christmas because it's, all, it's about an all-inclusive invitation to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, we sing. It's joy to the whole world because the whole world has been invited. He's invited this whole world to be part of His kingdom. So if you're sitting here this morning and you're kind of feeling like an outsider and you feel like, Maybe you just don't fit in and you're not good enough, you're not holy enough, you're not righteous enough. If that's how you feel, you need to know something. You don't have to feel that way because Jesus has called you. He came for you. You are included in that invitation. He's calling for you. He wants you to be part of His kingdom. And you're welcome to come. So you know, I wanted to come up with some ways that, you know, as we go through our Christmas traditions that will help trigger us to go, oh yeah, I need to think about this. Some things that we do that will help us think about why we celebrate Christmas. So, when you're going through the list of who you're going to invite to your Christmas party, to your Christmas dinner, your Christmas feast, as you're making that list of who you're inviting and who you're not going to invite, like Aunt Bertha and Uncle Toby who are very opinionated and weird, Remember, we celebrate Christmas because it's an all-inclusive invitation. So when you're making that list of who you are going to invite, remember, everyone's been invited to be with Jesus.
That doesn't mean you need to invite everyone. I'm just saying that when you're making that list, remember that. Second reason we celebrate Christmas that I want to unwrap today is that Christmas represents light. You know, take a look around and you, you look at this world and you don't have to look very far to see an incredible amount of darkness. Um, the kingdom of darkness is just wreaking havoc on this world around us. I mean, you see suffering. You see disaster. You, you see chaos. You, you, you see mayhem. You sex trafficking. I, I've done some studies on that. And it just makes me sick to my stuff, stomach what, what's going on. Heroin overdoses are just skyrocketing. Disease. Civil war. Racial tension. I mean, you name it, it's there. And, and we see it all around us. A, a darkness that is so stifling that sometimes it's hard to breathe. It's, it's hard to stomach sometimes. The evil in this world is horrific. And, and you know, some of the things that people share in my office of what they've had to endure and go through, it, it, just, it just makes me sick to my stomach. And, and year after year, we see it. Year after year, we have to put up with hearing about it on the news. And, and year after year, we endure the impact of it and it grows old. It, it grows difficult putting up with all this darkness around us. But guys, listen to me. Whitestone, listen to me. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Because Christmas is all about light. Look at what Jesus says here. He says, I have come as a what? Light. To shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer wander in darkness. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because Christmas represents light. Jesus came into this world as a light. Yes, this is a very dark world, a, a, an incredibly dark world, but a little over 2,000 years ago, a bright light came into this world in the form of a little baby. And it began to pierce the darkness and plunder the darkness so that anyone who puts their trust in Him would no longer have to wander around in it. No longer have to be smothered by it. So yes, there, there may be darkness all around us. But because of Jesus coming to this earth, we no longer have to be overwhelmed by it. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because Jesus is the light of the world and He began to plunder the darkness. And guess what, Whitestone? Before He left this earth, He passed the torch to us. And He said, You are the light of the world. So let your light shine. Yours to be like a city on a hill which cannot be hidden. It's like Jesus said, tag, you're it. You go into the world and you shine forth the light. You plunder the darkness. You, you shine forth and push back the darkness. Whitestone, we are to be shining lights. And let me tell you, if you shine in whatever circle of darkness you're in, you will stand out like a sore thumb you will get seen. I remember I, I was a camp counselor in Arizona one time at Fort Huachuca Baptist Camp in Sarah Vista. And I was just in high school at the time. And one of the days we went up to the mountains and we went into this big old huge cave. And uh, they took all the kids into the cave. We walk in there, we have our flashlights, you know. And, 
And uh, we get all into this big cavern, and the guy says, and you've probably experienced this before, he says, I want you to turn off all your flashlights. And so we turn it off. And, and it's interesting to me, when you are in a place where there is no light, where you're amazed at how much light stars give. Stars are, you know, give a lot of light. But we're in this, you know, mountain, and there is no light whatsoever. And it's just like, huh, it's oppressive. And basically, you're sitting there, and you're blind. You can't see a thing. And so the, the guy was given a little talk about how this world is like darkness. And he says, but we need to shine as lights. And he took a little match and he lit this match. And it was like, it's a little tiny match, but we're all like, wow. Ah. We're looking at this match, you know, and it's like, wow. And he says, do you see that? Do you see how that stands out in this big room of darkness? He goes, that's how you're supposed to be. That's what you're supposed to do. So you're to shine. And when you shine in the darkness around you, you will get seen. And I've never forgotten about that. And guys, I know this world is dark. It's extremely dark. But when you shine the light of Jesus that He has given to you in this dark world, it does stand out just like that little match in the cave. And you know what's beautiful about light? There's several important things about light is that when it shines, you, you suddenly can see the beauty around you. The darkness gets pushed back to where you can see. And I was talking to Glenn today between services this morning, and he says, you know what's interesting about light? Is it brings sight. In darkness, you're completely blind, but light brings sight. And that's what we're to be doing. We're to be bringing sight to this world. Shining in our dark places. And guys, you may be sitting there like, well, my workplace is so dark. I don't even like being there. You may not, but if you shine, people are going to see that. The darker it is, the more you see the light. So shine. It's our job to spread the light so that others don't have to walk in darkness. And guys, may I say, this world desperately needs us to shine. Amen? We must be light. So be reminded that this Christmas. And so as you sit on the couch and you look at your Christmas tree or the, the lights around your house, look at those lights and be reminded that Jesus is the light. Christmas is all about light and He's asking you to be a light so that anyone who believes in Him will never, ever, ever have to walk in darkness again. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Third reason why we celebrate Christmas that I want to unwrap today is this. Christmas represents life. And I have to say this last month has been a tough one here at Whitestone. It's not been easy. Uh, it's just been a lot of death. Death of, of people I've loved very, very much. Um, Jerry Bider died a couple weeks ago. We, we had his memorial service here on Friday. Nikki Malazzo died several weeks ago, and we had her memorial service yesterday. Joanne Heyer died, and we're going to be having his memorial service soon. And this is all within a month's time, all this death. Even Shauna and Josh's grandpa died a few days ago, and they're going to be burying him on Wednesday. Death, it's all around us. And quite frankly, I hate it. It means separation from the ones that we love so dearly. And Sean and I have been just talking about how rough it's been over these last few weeks with so many of our loved ones dying. And, 
And I'm sure you've been feeling that too. It's not easy. But guys, that's what makes Christmas so beautiful because Christmas represents life. Look at what Jesus says. He goes, I have come that they may have what? Life. And have it to the full. Yes, death surrounds us. We hear about death almost every day and it's so hard. But a little over 2,000 years ago, a baby was born into this world who brought life to this world of death. He came that we might have life. And guys, not just any kind of life. Life to the fullest. He came so that death can no longer have the final say. Yes, Nikki died, but death does not have the final say. Yes, Jerry died, but death does not have the final say. Joe may have died, but let me tell you, death does not have the final say. Grandpa died, but death does not have the final say. And you want to know why death doesn't have the final say? Because of Christmas. Jesus came that we might have life and life to the fullest. And Nikki and Jerry and Joe and Grandpa are with the Lord right now enjoying life to the fullest. Death does not have the final say. Amen? All because of Christmas. Because Jesus came. So that's why we celebrate Christmas. I was trying to think of what would be a thing, a tradition we do that will help us remember this life. I couldn't come up with one, so when you're taking down your dead Christmas tree this year, hopefully not in April, remember that Christmas is all about life. Life to a world full of death. And Jesus, the baby who was laid in that manger, is the one who brings that life. So Whitestone, yes, we have our traditions, and they're wonderful, and they're precious to us. But please don't let them crowd out why it is we celebrate Christmas. Because we celebrate Christmas because of Jesus. And Jesus came for every single sinner. Jesus came so that we would no longer have to walk in darkness. Jesus came so that we could have life, and life to the fullest. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Do not ever forget that. Do not let anything crowd that out because it's the reason for our celebration. And so guys, I want to encourage you to unwrap the reasons for Christmas this year in your household. Unwrap it for your children. Unwrap it for your siblings. Unwrap it for your spouse. Unwrap it for your grandchildren. Take the time to unwrap what Christmas is all about for the people in your life that you love and share Jesus with them so that they can experience what Christmas is all about. Amen? Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank You so much for this season where so many of us, we actually speed up. But I pray that You would actually help us to slow down and just to breathe. Just to breathe for a few minutes and focus on what the immensity of this season stands for. I pray that you would do that for every single one of us. And may we truly celebrate Christmas this year. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, love you so much. Be praying about the Christmas Eve service, and we'll see you this coming Saturday. Have a great week.